this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In honor of Wonder Woman coming out last week, we decided to cover a movie where a woman truly kicks ass the entire film in between jazz solos. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking Haywire! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Leg flip, arm bar, arm bar, kick, kick, punch, choke you with the thing. Oh yeah, I think we just basically that's it. That's our show. We described the entire Oh wait, no, can you do a jazz riff while I do that? Running. Wait, stop every time I punch though. That's the thing. The, that's music, the, the music cuts out. So, that's the key to so this ready? Film. Do the thing. Okay, I have to keep my eye on you. Running. Running. Shooting silent. No, shooting still silent. No gunshots. It's the music's still going usually. And then yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll work on it. We'll get it. We didn't, guys. We didn't rehearse that. That was that was perfect that in was the a, first try. That was if a, you can believe it. That was a callback to Kung Pao and yeah, to the was. fist. Uh, <laughs> and the audience got to see how limited my punching skills are when I'm trying to keep it in the frame. Listen, Ben did a full stretching routine did. before we started. He did yoga yep. in studio, which and was in my defense. We didn't know why until just this moment. Yeah, and in my defense, I was keeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frame for Instagram framing. Yep, smart. That's a thing now. Smart. I did a job, a commercial um, yesterday where we they were, I saw on the monitor, they had this tiny square, and I was like, what the hell is that? They're like, oh, we now have to frame for Instagram. That's silly. So, like, advertisers now have to think to frame for, so now we're even smaller than the old tube television. Yeah. We've... And that's but, why but it's high definition, but in a thumbnail. It's stupid. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the advertisers for doing it. I understand they why must. they do it. They must. But why can't people just flip it and watch it widescreen like it should be? You know what? We have televisions, right? Yeah. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. No? All right. It's crazy. It's so crazy how the world is. But uh, anyways, that's you can watch trailers on your phone, and they'll be like bo- a box. I can't stand that. Yeah. Like if you watch a trailer on Instagram and a third of it is cut off. Listen, that's why I only use you're a home a savage. phone. I only use a home yes. phone because I'm sick of the nonsense. I liked when I, I posted something. This is completely <laughs> off topic. But I like when I posted a, a if you see a movie in IMAX 3D, regular 3D, 3D uh, Dolby or 2D, and then you said, um, "What about what, what about at home in standard definition?" <laughs> and I said, "Because I'm not a goddamn yeah. savage. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Venomous. I just I want to be oh. inclusive to everyone. So that's all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, GMP fans. I saw Wonder Woman last week. I saw it on Thursday, and I saw it again on Monday in IMAX 3D. I personally love the film. I uh, no shame." 
cried a few times mm -hmm. because I have a six-month-old daughter, and I was very moved by the fact that my daughter gets to grow up with this already being a reality yeah. where there's a movie that empowers women and and such a big... That's the thing. Yes, there have been movies like Haywire or Underworld or Resident Evil, but like women have always been kind of relegated to B-movies or s still being sexualized in a way when they're the hero. But Wonder Woman's the first time I've seen a hero l empowered the entire time and just badass and the fact that in the opening scene there's all these amazon you've seen it in the trailer doesn't spoil anything the amazons that uh, come riding in on the horses to fight the soldiers that mm -hmm. come to themiscara and they the arrows and shit it's just awesome and it's something that i was really i was really stoked by and i think it's i think it's awesome i'm gonna go see it again in 70 millimeter holy cow because that's uh, it's projected on film at ArcLight. they're playing it on film which is a rarity it was shot on film to give it that classic look and not look so digital, but I think it's I think it's an important film. I think it also changes the game for DC, where they've had kind of like these dire, like them or love them, what or, or hate them, whatever it is. They've been a little bit dark, and this movie reminded me why you go to a superhero movie to mm. see somebody who will fight for the common man and woman, and who will do things in selfless ways. And just like man, she has. I don't want to ruin anything for people that haven't seen it, but there's just so many. The No Man's Land scene is like one of the greatest scenes in a superhero movie. Just the reason she fights, and it's so good. I've, so heard, good. I've heard that scene reference. I myself haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, not because I hate women, just because I haven't had a chance to get to the theater. But um, I will say, just somewhat relatedly, I was on Hollywood Boulevard and I saw Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Um, not Gal, Gal Gadot. No. Gadot? 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 I thought it was Gadot. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yep. Gigi. Gigi. Um, it wasn't her. It was someone um, who resembled her yeah. in full regalia. Um, and then I also shed some tears, but it was unrelated to that experience. So we, we had similar weeks. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. Mm -hmm. I full on a, and one of our fans on Twitter was like, why? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Why didn't you take a selfie reaction of you ugly crying? And so then I reenacted my ugly cry and, Smart. and sent it to him. Because yeah. three, all three superhero movies this year have made me cry, which either means I'm an emotional basket case after having a daughter, or they're just making really damn good movies. Because Logan yeah. was an emotional roller coaster. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had some great stuff with family and what it means to be family, even if you're not blood-related, and some really touching moments. And then Wonder Woman... Has some great stuff in it that'll make you, you know, that'll make you feel really good. Yeah. So go check it out. Anyway, so we decided we were racking our brains, and and I kind of pulled an audible, if that's the term. I don't know sports. Yeah, no, you but nailed yeah, it. Pulled an audible because yep. somebody mentioned Haywire on our Twitter feed, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that since 2011. I think I, not, not to nitpick, but called an audible. Called I think an is, audible. Is called the an phrase audible. that we're looking for. So I uh, I remember watching it back in 2012 when it came out in theaters, and I remember thinking Gina Carano was like the biggest badass ever, and then um, seeing her in Fast and Furious 6 and all that stuff. So, mm. I mean, the cast is outstanding. It's it's Steven Soderbergh. You got Gina Carano, Michael Fassbender, Ewan McGregor, Bill Paxton, rest in peace, one of the best. Yep. Channing Tatum, uh, Antonio Banderas, and Michael Douglas. And this was the first time that... Chan I remember seeing Channing Tatum in this and being like, oh, it's the step-up guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> and now I've seen him in like so many things from like, and, and now why are and you now so like, good at things? Sweet, he's the Magic Mike guy. Yeah, now that's, sweet. that's the reaction. Magic Mike guy. Yeah. It's also Soderbergh. Yep. So Soderbergh has this trend where he... 
finds different professions or lifestyles interesting and then he forms movies around them. Like mm-hmm. he, I think Magic Mike came out of this or something else where he had, was having a conversation with Channing Tatum about how Channing Tatum used to be a male stripper. And uh, he was like, that's interesting. Let's make a movie on it. And Gina Carano, he was interested in her being like the first major female MMA fighter mm-hmm. and being as beautiful as she is, but also as fucking fierce and deadly as she was. And he liked that juxtaposition. I was watching the behind the scenes. So he crafted a movie around that. And in pure Soderbergh fashion, it has kind of a jazzy, out-of-sight like style riff to it where the color palettes change in each location they go to. It's a lot of globe-trotting. I personally love this movie. I understand, though, how it's an acquired taste. Mm. It's like watching a French foreign film where uh, she just have like, an espionage thriller that's very lo-fi where instead of, like, p- politics, she just happens to whoop ass for about 90 seconds every... Yeah. 10 or 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was my impression. I remember just being like, holy fuck, this is the first time I've seen an actress who's also a stunt woman doing everything, doing all her own stunts. And they don't have to, the fights are really well shot because they don't have to cut, cut, cut and mask it because it's her beating the, sh- the Michael Fassbender fight, which we actually are going to show you videos of these fights today and do some live commentaries because they're just so good. But uh, I want to know what you think, Jesse, about it because I-, I know. Um, You've never seen it, right? Um, so, as it turns out, I have seen it. Oh. I Going into watching it, I... Does your mug smell like quarters? Let's find out. Um, like metal? Uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I was just distracted by it like four times now. But keep, So you had seen so, it. Okay. So you clearly have found out that I put quarters in your water before you arrived. So this is embarrassing that's for everyone. New, that's a new technique. Anytime that I force you to watch a movie that you're kind of eh about, you're quor- like quarters. quarters in the water quarters while in we the wait water. for Ben. Um, no, I, so I, it wasn't familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the first scene. And I immediately was like, I've definitely seen this movie before. Uh-huh. Um, and wh- how I described it um, a little bit earlier was, I feel like it's aggressively okay. Okay. Like, I can see that. I, there, there isn't anything that is like super about it to me. I can um, see, yeah. And nothing really stood out specifically. I had a few things while I was watching it where I was like... I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it knows what it is necessarily because you described the juxtaposition of mm-hmm. like the the really like rough and raw hand to hand combat with the like jazzy music, and it felt like he had come from Ocean's Eleven and yeah. was just like, <laughs> let me use the same soundtrack, <laughs> but it's not the same vibe of film. No. So it was like it was a little bit weird to throw that music into it, um, and then there, it was also so silent. Um, there were so much dead air. Like I pulled twelve sound clips, and it was the only dialogue in the movie. <laughs> but but it, it, it was just like it. Not true. <laughs> no, there's at least that's an exaggeration. There 15, was at least one more that you wanted more to pull. Sound, that yeah, you there's, didn't. there's one more where um, you mentioned Twizzlers. Yeah, but but it, it was just like it. It felt like. It felt like he went into it thinking um, exactly what you said. I'm going to make a movie about this fierce woman Mm. who we can highlight her natural skills. And then he like set into it and was like, oh, she is deficient here in like the performance aspect. I think I read on IMDb back as much as I read on IMDb that uh, there's two things on IMDb that are conflicting uh, rumors or facts or trivia whatever is that one they adjusted her voice to sound lower 
Hmm. And then another one that the woman who, I forget the actress who was in Sex, Lies, and Videotape, actually dubbed over all of Gina Carano's dialogue. Really? That's on the IMDb as trivia, and I've heard that multiple times, but never, it's not 100% confirmed, because both of those are in the trivia, so one has to be... One of them fake is, news. Yeah, <laughs> one of them is fake news. Uh, it's weird that they adjusted her voice and then dubbed it over. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's still not, <laughs> still, still not working. We didn't quite hit it. Here's the thing: I appreciate this movie just for uh, being a different take on an action film. I understand how y- you and other audience members—it got like an eighty percent by critics and forty-one percent by or thirty-one percent by audience. I can't remember. Um, it was bad. Audience audience reaction was kind of like meh. It was just kind of mixed. Like meh. It was okay. Yeah. But for me, I like that um, I just dug the vibe. It had a cool, like I said, a jazzy, like, kind of like, felt like a 70s spy thriller, like, where they're doing all this cool, like, behind-the-scenes things, and then instead of having just kind of a lame monologue payoff to each each jazzy montage. There's a fist fight. There's a fist fight. Right. So it kind of combines my love for art house, um, non-linear. Well, it's linear. Well, no, I guess it does jump around a little bit. Yeah. Like non-linear sort of artsy-fartsy films with badass action in a way that I appreciate. I, but I will say the second time watching it, some scenes got more tedious than when I saw it in theaters. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, I'll go along for the ride. And then the second time, I was like, I could fast forward right now. Totally. it's just like three minutes of them walking. Of and, walking. Right. And like. The black and white photo of bad guy number one. They literally call him yeah, bad guy bad number guy. one. Yeah. Um, and so a couple of things. Like one thing you said to me right before we got going is that like we don't really know what's happening until, until the, the last, end yeah. when they like dump the exposition on yeah. us. Um, so that's that's one problem. You start to sort of piece it together. I like the fact that you start to piece it together and you're not sure if Michael Douglas is good or bad. Right. And I like the fact that um, it... Yeah, but it gets it gets frustrating in parts because you're like, wait, am I dumb or are they just not telling me? Right. And then in the end, you realize, oh, they weren't telling. They weren't me. telling me. Yeah. And like all of that is fine. Like I, none of that bothers me. I sort of like a movie that keeps you guessing and yeah. like doesn't reveal everything right away. Um, but I I think the audience reacted to it just because it was the vibe was confusing. Yeah. I I really appreciated the fact that they like let the fight speak for themselves and didn't do anything to like enhance what was going mm-hmm. on and just sort of like kept a camera they're on brutally a quick fight. too they're so quick and they're so like like i said raw um so I, has, I think that's yeah. the vibe that was necessary mm-hmm. for this particular performer in this particular film um and it, it was sort of like a weird sprinkling of like let me get all the a-lists that i can get and give them each like a scene mm-hmm. and just just to like help boost the movie a little bit mm-hmm. Um, so that well, yeah, because Gina Carano is not really that that skilled of an actress. Like she's good at the strong silent type thing, right? But I would argue that a lot of action stars weren't the best until they did more movies. Totally. So I think I don't know. I haven't seen her though. So she didn't really stand out as incredible in Deadpool. She looked cool, right? Um, she looked cool in Fast and Furious Six. I think she's great as, like, the silent badass bodyguard because she's so fucking good at fighting. But here's the thing. I almost I almost would take her not the best acting over something like Salt where it's Angelina Jolie who's stick-thin, supposed to be, like, whooping ass on these dudes, and, like, literally you can see her bones. And I'm like, come on! Totally. Like, that's why I appreciated the fact that she's got some... Uh, she's not by any means overweight at all. She's actually just muscular as shit. Like, yeah. you, this is... 
a female action star that I believe could beat the oh, shit 100%, out of hundred percent because she was. And like, but yeah. the the only strange choice for me was that this movie came at the beginning of her career yeah. rather than like five movies in. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, give her a couple opportunities oh, yeah. to like feel out what. And it's, how do you top this like. as Gina Carano? Like, yeah. how do you top being in a Soderbergh film with these A listers? And now you're like straight to DVD stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's like winning an Oscar first film and then being in Hallmark movies for the rest of your life. Yeah. Which I've been in a Hallmark movie, so I'm allowed to say it's that. It's a good experience. Yeah, you know, it's fun, actually. But let's do the first sound clip, which is um, when Channing Tatum and uh, Gina Carano are in Barcelona and he wants to relax, but she they're getting ready for this job where they're going to rescue a whistleblower mm-hmm. for a corporation. Do, do you want to do the plot? I don't want to oh, shit. Wanna step on... I forgot what we were doing, because we... <laughs> It's been listen. Plot. It's been a year and a half since it's we've been podcasted. A year and a half you guys, here. this is our first 2019 podcast. So let's do uh, <laughs> let's do the plot in under three minutes. Forgot where we were. All right. Uh, so are we ready in the booth? Yeah, ready. All right. In three, two, one. So we start off in a diner where she comes in in a hoodie. She's limping a little bit. She sits down. She's relaxing. Mallory Kane, Gina Carano is her name in real life. But anyways, she gets there. Uh, um, Channing Tatum comes in. He's kind of a dick. He's like, you're going to get in the car. You're going to get in the fucking car. Just get in the car. And he's like, I'll just take a coffee. I'm hungover as fuck. And he takes coffee. throws it in her face. There's an epic beat down. She leaves. She takes this kind of nerdy high school kid. So one of the nerdy high school kids tries to jump in and, like, save her, I guess, from Channing Tatum. Um, But so then she takes him, and they start driving away. And She's like, I got to tell you this story. He's, like, dressing her wound. um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah. As as random high school kids know how to do. As you do. In it um here i am yeah. um <laughs> but but so she starts telling him the whole story so what mm-hmm. basically happens she's uh uh for hire basically like government you, agent yeah right? kenneth played by ewan mcgregor mm-hmm. uh they michael douglas and um uh, antonio banderas come and want to hire her specifically that because antonio banderas we find out is the one who did the whole wrangling of this they all want to hire her to do this job in barcelona where they're going to rescue a whistleblower and they successfully do that she beats down this dude Channing Tatum and her split off, but then she comes home, she's relaxing, Ewan McGregor comes over again and is like, we have one more job for you. Right, and so that is that is to be Michael Fassbender's uh, trophy wife. Yeah, yeah, trophy basically. wife, yeah. She's like, um, I don't play eye candy. Yeah, but she does, and they go, uh, she meets Michael Fassbender, she, like, investigates him while he's in the shower, um, realizes mm-hmm. he's probably up to no good. Uh, sort of, I don't really understand yeah, what she does it's there. It's unclear, she, like, tracks his phone. Yeah. Um, but then he plants uh, her jewelry on the dead whistleblower, and yep. they're basically they're setting her up to take the fall for this. Mm-hmm. So then they get back to the hotel, they fight each other, she kills Michael Fassbender. Cinema history, It's pretty sweet. Um, and so she gets out of there, understanding that she's being set up, uh, so she calls Ewan McGregor and realizes that Ewan McGregor isn't on it, mm-hmm. uh, and then she tries to head to her dad's house. Oh, before then, though, there's an awesome fight with the team that show up in every building she goes yeah. into no matter somehow they surround every building in, the, in this entire area she beats him down in i think 32 seconds i'm pretty sure how, okay that's how quick we'll it find is. out soon uh and then yeah she then she ends up at her dad's house making a plan to cut the power and have him act play dumb when ewan mcgregor and uh channing tatum come over and to keep bringing up barcelona because channing tatum's an innocent uh, bystander in this he doesn't mm-hmm. know that the whistleblower is dead so then uh, Ewan McGregor, Channing Tatum come with a couple other random dudes that don't have any lines and uh, uh, he starts toying with them and Channing Tatum starts getting pissed and then Gina Carano k- kicks the shit out of the other two dudes and then Ewan McGregor leaves and, but not before shooting Channing Tatum in the gut yep. and you want to take it from here? Oh, Why not? Do it! Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, and then uh, you, the beach Ma- fight scene. Yeah, Ewan McGregor goes off uh, and hides and then he walks to the beach and we don't know why Super and she, she runs she runs out of nowhere um, and then she tackles Ewan McGregor he gets caught in a rock he 
tells her everything that happened. Uh, uh, Antonio Banderas set it up because yep. he wanted and this so whistleblower to be auctioned off and Kenneth wanted her dead. the tide comes in and kills uh, him, and then and she Antonio goes, Banderas opens the door and, uh, and he he's goes, dead. shit. Yeah. And then he's dead. Shit. We All assume right. so. There we go. So, uh, let's get into this. Let's get into cl- sound clip number one, which I was about to do, which, like I said, was Channing Tatum and Gina Carano. Good job. Good job on that, man. Yeah, thank you, you actually remembered almost every detail of that movie. Almost. So, for thinking it was aggressively okay, it really <laughs> stuck with you. Well, it was the second time I'd seen it, so <laughs> imprinted into my memory now. So, uh, the Barcelona job's happening, and Channing Tatum wants her to relax, and this is what she uh, says. Clip number one, please. Is this your idea of relaxing? Wine and gun maintenance? <laughs> you know, that's actually uh, um, <laughs> I don't want to go in I was going to say some political joke That would totally get me in trouble That's, that's Ted Nugent's idea of yeah, relaxing no, absolutely. Actually. absolutely. Um, it was, um, only it's uh, it's actually Bud Light and gun maintenance Is yeah. what Ted Nugent's uh, Nothing that there's anything wrong with Bud Light he just, He's just not a wine guy Sure, yeah, sure, I mean, he likes a lighter You look at Ted Nugent, you think he, he, he drinks wine? No, no. lighter brew He's into the lighter brew. That's how he is. The champagne of beers. (laughs) I think that's MGD. But oh yeah, that's MGD. But you know, you know, uh, Bud Light is the prosecco of beers. I think that's what their (laughs) their slogan is. Um, You know, it's crazy. I I walked in on my wife the other day, and she was sipping a glass of wine, and she had a dumbbell in her other arm, and she was just going to town, flexing on her guns, on her guns, and I walked in, and I was like. Is your idea of relaxing? Wine and gun maintenance? You know, while we're on it, I kind of want to play the the bonus clip. Yeah. Just might as well. Just see if you can place this this part of the movie. Can you play that real quick? The bonus clip? Do we know the, the, bo- the bonus clip? Clip number 13. Damn, man. I should have trusted you. I mean, who? So, so it's it's uncanny. It's uncanny. Who the is similarities. That? We have a question for you, audience. Is that Channing Tatum or our dear friend Jesse McIntosh? Let's can play, we, it can we play it again. Let's hear it one more time. Damn, man, I should have trusted you. I mean, who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Uh, who knows? It's very unclear. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Can you do your best uh, Channing Tatum impression right now? Um, from from that particular clip that we just heard? Or yeah, yeah. From that particular clip of Channing Tatum. Of Channing Tatum that yeah. we just heard? Yeah. Damn, man. We should have trusted you. It sounds exactly the What? Was that Channing or is this Channing? Who knows? Is Channing in the booth right now? Channing in the building. Oh, my God. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> So then, um, we don't need to go over the plot too much. There's this jazzy riff where they go to they go to um, Barcelona and they they find the guy, uh, the whistleblower, and they they clock when the dude leaves and they go there to rescue him. And Channing Tatum gets stuck behind a trash truck, which doesn't really delay anything per se. No. <laughs> but the dude comes the dude comes back and starts opening fire in the middle for being like discreet. They just start opening fire and they, and she always carries uh whatever kind of gun this is, like the mini machine gun. Yeah. Which is not discreet, you know. And also it's if you open fire with that there's heavy chance of of civilian casualty. Yeah, probably gonna Nobody spray gives with a that shit one. though. They're all just like, "Oh, one dude shooting. Here we go." <laughs> Well, Anyways, sort of that's the beauty of not working for the government is you don't have to worry about <laughs> your private sector foreign casualties. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so then she goes and chases after him, and we actually have this. Can we play uh, the video for fight scene number one for the audience? And we're going to do a little. We're going to talk about this as we go. Here we go. 
think this is the right one. Ooh. Wait. Oh, no. Shit. This is Channing's fight. We missed this one. This is so good. Keep playing it, though. Coffee to the face. So Ketchup bottle to the, to the head. Get in the car. Oh, Jesus. So there's a lot of, like... She takes a, a fork. Aggressively punching male... Punching Damn. female in this film. Jesus. So you can sort and of see why high school, high school dude kid. comes in and goes, Hey, hey, stop it, man. Come on. Come on. Stop it. Hey. Oh. Ooh. The, the high school kid... Oh, then the waitress! The waitress comes in with the left hook with the coffee pot. Gina Carano kicks the knee. And where's goes the high around. school kid? The high school kid uh, just, just like, abandoned his space on oh, the Oh, almost shoots her in the face. That's a low blow, even for Channing. She grabs him, puts him in an arm bar, hits him in the gut. Oh, presumably breaks his arm. Oh, it was in a cast later, so it's at least... Oh! Head least to, the sti- to the stool, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't mean... Poop. That was stupid. Uh, oh! All right. Well, that was a doozy. It's the last time I go to Denny's. <laughs> Someone should have said that. <laughs> it would have been amazing. You know what? I just want to see that uh, that opening sequence again real quick, because it's fucking brutal and comes out of nowhere, this coffee to the face. Watch this again. Oh, thanks for the coffee, man. I appreciate it. All right. You got any? Oh. Just then a ketchup bottle. It's fucking brutal. All right, we don't need to. I mean, it is only like the cool. The best thing about these fight scenes are they feel really realistic in how long they would go on. Yeah. Like how long bodies could actually take these hits. Yeah, but high school. If Channing's whooping so much ass, how come high school kid remotely gets a head? So here's my thing. I love that the whole town joins in. Here's my thing with the high school kid is he he's like doing a pretty good job, but he he gets completely thrown out of the picture when Channing Tatum falls. Like so he's just sort yeah. of And then he's oh I think maybe it's as soon as the gun comes out. He's like, fuck it, never mind, I'm in over my head. I'm in over my head. You know, I had a similar experience at a at a IHOP once. Um this is a God's honest true story where I was in an are we back on us? Uh, I was in an IHOP once and uh-huh. um, and uh, over in West Hollywood actually and there were these two old guys and the one this one kind of like scrawny old Name dude. Name them. Uh, well, let's go with Charles and Lester. Yep. I know uh, them. Chuck. He goes by Chuck. Chuck. Now. Yeah, he sure so does. So Lester, the skinny guy, we're just sure his name's Lester. Uh, he's getting shitty with the waitress and the waitress like starts crying. Legit. This is a real story. Starts crying. So this big like looks like he's a retired hell's angel dude goes up to him and says the fuck's your problem what do you, you you can't talk to her like that and i was like fuck yeah dude and then the guy he, he like gets in his face the lester just gets kind of like this chuck that's what we'll call him yep. he walks away and then lester takes a fucking butter knife and goes i'll shove this knife up your ass and then the dude gets back up lifts up his shirt reveals like an old man beer belly slaps his stomach and goes you won't do shit and then sits back down, and all of us are like, if these two weren't geriatrics, this would have been a terrifying moment of potential stabbing. Also, does Chuck know where his ass is? <laughs> Chuck is old enough to know that the Chuck ass is, is not in front. <laughs> That's a legit story where all of us were like, I mean, they're just two old guys. Are they really going to do anything? Oh, that's but then crazy. It was, like, it was so not. I'm going to shove this up your ass about a butter knife. It was like, wow. Holy fuck. So weird. So anyways, that that's an awesome fight scene. Now let's go to uh, fight scene number two that we have. Uh, do we have that one queued up? Yeah. Yeah. This one is the one I was talking about where, uh, where she chases this guy down and then whoops his ass in, I think, 90 seconds. We'll do a color commentary again. 
All right. So she's running. And to she's jazz. running. She uh, has great cardio. Gina Carano has been working on her cardio. Meanwhile, bad guy number one is starting to falter. They run. Oh, hits oh. her with a tray of spoons and forks. Oh, <laughs> with a heavy dishpan. Look at that. Scaling the wall. Choking him out from behind. Oh. Yep. Nope. He can't even get a hit. Jesus! With the elbow and then the hook, then the kick. I, I love, I kick. love the jump off the wall yeah. to kick him. I mean, come on! To build that was, momentum. That was maybe thirty seconds. And then this is great, just Boom. to finish him off with. Finish him with the door. Karano wins. <laughs> what would that be called? Uh, um, humility. She <laughs> gave that guy one humility. <laughs> that's what. That, that's what that was. I love it because even though the fight scenes are brief. They're impactful, they're shot well, and when they're done, you're like, fuck, I could watch that like 17 more times. And you can see them. You can see everything. Like, that's such a, that's such a key for to fight any, scenes. For any of its okayness for you, yeah. I think we can both agree that we wish more modern cinema you could see what the fuck is going on. Right. It's so frustrating. The new Resident Evil movie is like a... It's like... I, there was a review that says it looks like the cinematographer filmed this in a hurricane... Uh, while an earthquake was happening on a unicycle or something to that well, effect. That and it, person and deserves an award for <laughs> I mean, braving on. the elements. They did a great job. Jesus Christ. No, but like definitely. And and in my description, I like the highlight of the movie are the fist fights. Oh, yeah. Like I wish that that had, had they had taken the essence of what they did in those fights and yeah, like bled it into the rest of the movie. So then we skip ahead a little bit. Uh there's um there's the she goes home. Kenneth Ewan McGregor comes over and is like, "I need one more job." And she's like, she gets upset because he wants her to be eye candy. So mm-hmm. we can play clip number two, sound clip number two. This is your pitch. You want me to be eye candy? Mi six wants me to be eye candy. You know that's in- insulting. It's if, insulting. If uh, you know the whole thing, the thing that they do really well in this movie is, and they even say it in a sound clip later because. When you're watching this, your first reaction is, that dude's being really brutal to a woman. Right. But then, let's actually play clip number 12, because it sums up how we should view this movie. Oh, you shouldn't think of her as being a woman. No, that would be a mistake. Because this movie changes the game as to how women are portrayed in cinema as a whole. It's like... Because normally it's like, and it is even as an audience member, you're like, fuck, he's like hitting her in the face with this and this. And then when you see her fight back, you're like... She can handle herself and then some. She could whoop the ass of everyone I know. Yeah. Uh, probably at the same time. Yeah. It's just, it's so fucking cool. It's cool to see that represented. Especially because everyone I know is a high school student. <laughs> and we already saw her take a, no. Um, no, but definitely like it's, it's. You do a lot of math tutoring. That's why. <laughs> You're not just hanging at Fairfax High. Not usually. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> not when it's not lunchtime, I'm not. Um <laughs> Free lunch. They got great free lunches you know at Fairfax High. Like, you look very young. You just show up. You're like, yeah, Pizza Tuesday. <laughs> I'm here for Pizza Tuesday. I, I got a voucher. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, no, but it's it. I almost wish that this it, like it. It was as effective at the end, but I almost wish for like my sanity and like the the sake of my comfort level while watching that they had put this right up front. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, it, this is this is the director basically saying, like, anyone can do this job, and this is about the job. This isn't about the person who does it. It's not about the gender or anything right. like that. Right. This job yeah. is blind. Just, like, you are good at your it job. It would have been good to have that in the beginning. Yeah, rather than, like, At seeing, the very end where you're like, oh. 
Oh, so all that was okay? Because, like, legit, the first thing we see is that Channing Tatum fight where he just, like... Throws coffee in her face. Takes three roundhouse punches to her face with no defense. I mean, the worst is the hot coffee to the face. Yeah, before he even Followed by a ketchup. I mean, come on, at least make sure it's lukewarm. At least caffeinate before you get into a (laughs) fight with a trained assassin. Oh, boy. Um, So let's go on to the next fight, which is Michael Fassbender. So this is the other one that's, like, particularly brutal. Oh, my God. But it's brutal to both. She takes some licks. We're like, I mean, and Fassbender uh, was down to, like, when I was watching the behind the scenes, he was getting hit pretty hard in certain sections of this, yeah. and and you can tell. But before that, actually, sorry, let's play clip number three, which is uh, there's a little bit of um, build up to the fight scene. So I want to play the few sound clips that build up to it. Can we play clip number three, please? Mind if I freshen up first? Presumably, you'll need more time. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, you'll need more time. What a dick. Asshole. No, no, nope. She's she needs more time to bug your phone, right. And then completely uh, whoop your ass my, later on. My favorite part about her bugging the phone is like she puts the GPS in, and then she automatically has like building schematics where she can tell like <laughs> love, precisely where in the building his phone is. I love that. I love yeah. that stuff. Whenever that happens in movies, where it's like no computer program looks like that. <laughs> uh, let's play clip number four. I just want to build up to the fight. Can you zip me? You know. Yeah. So she's a little sexy. She's, she's eye putting, candy. She's putting yeah. on the eye she's candy. She's playing thing. the game. She plays the game a little bit. I don't want to do the improv riff because I'd rather get to the clip. Uh, and I think clip number five is another one leading up to it. Babysitting? Yeah. I hate babysitting jobs. You know, it's interesting. My first few jobs growing up as a kid were babysitting sitting jobs. And I remember uh, this kid named Eric, sweet kid. But he would watch Angels in the Outfield over mm-hmm. and over again. I loved that movie when it first came out. But watching it 16 times... On the 16th time, I was just like, clip that. I hate babysitting And you know, I took a long pause because I was being really reflective about what life choices I wanted totally. to make from here on out, totally. you know? Um, so I, like, forgetting the fact that I spend a lot of time at Fairfax High, this is, um, <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be a little damning on my free time. But I, um, <laughs> I also do, from time to time, mm-hmm. um, some things online for a little extra money. Yeah. Um, so I got a webcam set up, and I'll take requests. Yeah. Um, and there are some really weird people out there, and someone will once a week ask me just to sit on a baby. <laughs> sit on a baby. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a real baby; I have a doll baby. But it's so uncomfortable for me. Um, so every time he puts in the request, I'm like, I hate babysitting jobs. It's because they're the worst. <laughs> I loved how you almost pulled a me where you almost bailed on your own joke and then you kept going. And no, I, you know what? Yeah, I commend you for that. Why bail? I commend you for that. Yeah. Uh, the other day after uh, my wife came home from being gone for a while and I had been hanging out with our daughter, I looked at her and I was all frazzled and I was like... I hate babysitting jobs. She's like, she's she's your daughter? She's you're your not daughter. You're not babysitting your you're, daughter. You're being a dad. And I was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just had... <laughs> No, I'm glad her mom's home. Here. I have accidentally so, said <laughs> babysitting a few times where I'm like, I got to babysit tomorrow. And I'm like, no, that's my own kid. You don't babysit your own kid. Just just being a regular so, dad. So let's play the Fassbender fight real quick. Uh, real quick. It's like 90 seconds. But this is my favorite fight in the entire fucking movie. And this might be in my top 10 fights of all time Ooh. in cinema because it's so brutal and it's so bad. If you're listening on audio, pause the podcast, check out check YouTube, out this fight. or just check out. I'm this just fight. gonna let it play because I don't even want to. Well, I'll talk about it. Fuck it. Here, let's hit play. 
So they walk in after a nice evening. Oh, punch to the back of the neck, then head to the wall. This is for those of you just listening. Oh, lamps falling over. That's an expensive lamp. Quick, pick it up. Tosses her. That's really. Oh, he shouldn't have tossed her. He should have. No, should have kept maintaining oh. contact. Punch to the. Damn. That looks like it really connected. Right. And then, of course, if there's glass around, you just gotta slam each other into it. So we're coming over there. We're gonna kick in. Not she's she's great with leverage. Yep. Like, she using, always yeah. Using surfaces to. Damn. Jesus. And then the vase. Here we go. She's gonna hit him in the <laughs> elbow to the face. And then here we come. Grabs the vase. Crack. I don't care if that's breakaway or... That was literally Fastbender. I saw it in the behind the scenes. She chucked him over the fucking table like that. Yeah, so normally if that table would have been a glass table and he would have fallen through. Yeah. But they're they're so focused on the fighting that they didn't even care. They were just like, let's keep it going. Jeez, I can't even follow... I can't even comment on how fast they're going with this. Choking her out. Choking him out. Oh, then he's picking her up again. Bad idea. She's MMA, dude. Come on. You never do this. It's got kind of almost like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like... Sexy vibe to it until they start thrashing each other again. Yeah. This is the longest fight in the movie, and it's still only probably two minutes. Oh, this right here. Fucking rocks him right here. Kick to the face. Another. <laughs> Look, I don't want to tell her how to do her job, but she should have broken it. Oh, come on. Kick him through the yeah. glass door. So good. So good. He's just stunned. You're in way over your head. You're in way over your head. It's, this ending is fucking brutal. He goes for the gun under the bed. Nope, not happening. Oh, come on. That was a new TV. They just upgraded from tube televisions. You guys, respect the property. Jesus. Again, would have been nice to know in the beginning. Don't think of, you know. Yeah. Oh. It's a little, uh, it's a little, uh, what was the character in Goldeneye? I think Pussy Galore or something? Mm -hmm. or Where she chokes him out in the beginning in the sex scene. That's what this reminds me of. Is he dead? No, not yet. Not yet. But he's sure fall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I Just love that kind of sure. like, I love that dazed kind of dopey look. Fast, Fastbender can do no wrong. He's incredible. And then this. Just like, no hesitation. No like, no like waiting. Just, yep. That's it. Through the pillow. That's it. Fuck, that's so good. We can't watch it again because it's a little too long. But too how long. awesome is that fight scene? Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen something that just raw and brutal mm-hmm. and th- until I saw, like, the Raid Redemption and then that movie has super raw fights. But, like, for an American film, that's one of the most... That's one of the craziest fights where I legitimately am worried for the actors involved. Yeah. And Fassbender, they were saying, didn't have a stunt man. He did all his own stunts. And obviously Gina Carano did Show all his own stunts. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you were saying that, like, you were, you always felt like they were the appropriate length of, of, like, how much a human being could take. Like, that was the one where in the middle of it I was like, I, they God, they have they have strong chins. Yeah. yeah. Like, they are but really they're taking like shots. they're super fucking brutal killers. Oh, totally. Know, so. But it was, yeah. It was just, like, a whole lot of punches to the face. Yeah. But it was, it was a <laughs> tremendous... to the face. Tremendous choreography. Uh, my favorite is when she kicks fight. him in the face... Twice and then through the glass door. Oh, yeah. it's so fucking good. So let's, uh, what's K Paso? What's that sound clip? Um, that's just Michael Douglas, um, being quasi offensive. Okay, let's do that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Rodrigo, K Paso. <laughs> I, uh, I've had moments like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, where I, in the past, when I was in dumb, I would like, 
start thinking. I, I've always debated if like I should at it like a Mexican restaurant yeah. if I should like say gracias or if I should just say thank you. And so when I first moved out here, I definitely overcompensated and tried to really up the high school Spanish. And then I felt like I looked like I was just trying too hard. Yeah, you did. And then potentially being accidental racist. So now I just go back to thank you. Right. Well, so here's the thing. If you can, like, speak and have a conversation, then yeah. do it. Otherwise. But if, if all you can say is, like, gracias. Gracias. ¿Dónde está, ¿Dónde está el baño? Right. And they're like, oh, but... And I'm like, sorry, where's the bathroom? Right. I... I, I and uh, yeah, yeah. If you can like out. do it all the way, then do it. <laughs> yeah. But if you're just like half-assing it, yeah. then it's and I learned at a, at a young age. Not to, I also thought La Jolla was La Jolla when I first moved out nice. here. Nice. So, uh, and the first time I ever ate a, tam- uh, a tamale, uh, I didn't know I had. I took off the out like paper layer, but I didn't know you had to take off the husk. <laughs> I had bit into the husk it's like um, a burrito. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when Mexican food in Ohio sure. is Taco Bell. You know, you know what? why don't they have chalupas on this menu here? It's absurd. They should. They're delicious. <laughs> um, but so I was I was describing that exact thing mm-hmm. to my parents when I came home um, after you know I was went home for the holidays. Yeah, um, and I was like saying something similar, like uh, the pronunciation of the different cities and I was like uh, and they were like you mean like Los Angeles <laughs> and I was like oh right all right all right that's all right. a Spanish word or, everyone just says Los Angeles or Los Feliz is Los it should be Los Feliz Los Feliz yep yep oh man oh we forgot to we forgot to play que paso Rodrigo <laughs> should we play we got to play clip number six so this is after she shoots Michael Fassbender in the face and his phone rings and this is one of my favorite bad guy cliches in action movies where they get they get so excited that they know that the person's dead that they don't wait for the person to answer. Right. They're just like, "Ooh, it's silence. It must be you." Hey, what happened? When when was the last time you called someone and they the didn't phone say, picked up and didn't say anything and you just like went into your thing? Yeah. Oh, the other day when I called you and I was like, "Hey Jesse, so we're gonna do haywire," and then and, and you're like, "This isn't Jesse. This is this, this is Channing Tatum." This is Channing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Play clip number six, please. Sound clip number six. So, is the divorce final? <laughs> Such a, like, cocky, fucking stupid thing yeah. to say, you know? Especially, uh, like, because we find out later that he had his concerns. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He like, should have been a little bit like... It wasn't a sure thing that this hey, was going to go down. Hey, who is this? Right. Hi, this is Kenneth. Who is this? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe wait to receive a call would have been a good move out of you and McGregor. Why do they always call first? Yeah. Like, ooh, I'll bet it's done. Yeah. I'll bet it's done by now. And he had like a fucking timer on it because as soon as he was shot, the, exactly. fo- the phone rang. That's and always he was, the best yeah. the timing in movies where it's like, that, yeah. that would never happen. What if they were delayed at that mansion? It would have been know? like on the way back. Yeah. So that's where she found out that the whistleblower's dead and that Fassbender was framing her. The whole thing is that uh, Rodrigo put together um, Kenneth and with a, Kenneth wanted to auction off the whistleblower but he also was pissed that Mallory wanted to quit and go with somebody else to another private sector because she wasn't getting paid as much the ship was going down as she says it and so <clears throat> he managed with Stuber or Steber whatever the hell his name is the guy that they meet at the party he arranged with him to auction off the whistleblower to him and then kill off the whistleblower and then plant the brooch because of course <laughs> Mallory would kill the guy and then leave this giant fucking brooch on him right. in his lapel. It was wasn't it in his hand? <laughs> it was something, something ridiculous. Like it was, or it was like, okay, yeah, she, that doesn't. Look she's planted. a hired killer, but she wouldn't remember a brooch, and it happened to be the brooch that they t- that they gave her to wear that was caught on security cameras, and that she then That's changed dubious. out of. Yeah, it's a dubious plot point. 
um, and that no one at the party saw her with that right, brooch. Yeah. But yeah, so the whole thing was that Kenneth was going to get her killed and get the money for auctioning off this guy, and Michael Douglas was just the the uh, government man who was hiring these private sector people. And then at the end, he offers her a job at the government. And she's like, I'll think about it. So maybe we'll get a Haywire too. Nice. Who knows? Nice. Haywired? Maybe. Maybe. Haywi- Haywiring? So she finds out Kenneth's the, dick- up a third the dickhead. Uh, they do the whole fight scene at the house. where That one's kind of lackluster for me a little bit, where she fights the dudes in the dark. Because she has all this like commando paint on, so I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. She kills the power. It's okay. She also braided her hair. In between, she's, like, on the run and braiding her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just so it doesn't get in the way. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Yeah. Uh, So uh, she finds all of this stuff. Then she tracks Ewan McGregor down somehow on the beach. And uh, and the only version of this clip I could find is a black and white one with hilarious classical music that's not in the movie. Uh, But the scene already looks very romantic. Like a So this makes it like a perfume commercial. It's a spoof somebody made. But it's the legit fight scene. Just imagine it in full color without this weird classical music, but it's the only way I could find it. But my favorite part of this is how she comes running up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just watch. So let's play this. Just hanging What's on the What's he beach. doing on the beach anyway? You know, I'm just relaxing after all the craziness and all the deception. Thinking about life. Oh, I fucking love the ocean. Just so relaxing. Hey, hey what the fuck? Thinking she just came out of nowhere. Thinking about my Oh, snow. shit! tackles him into the water and just like oh man the fir- my first reaction if I'm Kenneth is to just fucking run just to run away just to run and then get ready because his second reaction is going to be yep I'm going to run again oh. oh nope I'll stop look at how beautifully this is shot though come on this is like that sun's going down it's fucking gorgeous. It's gorgeous it's like we're watching like two lovers say goodbye to each other they just happen to want to kill each other and then I love how it's backlit my favorite part's coming up where he tries to run up the rock <laughs> you'll see <laughs> Well, I gotta get out of here. Wait, almost. Oh, it's so beautiful. He's not a fighter. He's, you know, there's somebody he's taking, a contractor. There's somebody taking wedding photos down yeah. the way. They're like, oh, <laughs> uh, here, you gotta move this way so we don't frame in these two people trying to murder each other. They're like two 15-year-olds trying to make out. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> get, on, get it on. Here's where he does. He tries to... Where is he going to go? <laughs> there's, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> I hope they let him improv this. So good. And then just like, just beating the shit out of him. And then he ends up doing himself in by again trying to run away like a giant puss. And then he gets caught in a rock. He gets caught in a rock, but his foot is the opposite way. So he got like yeah, how did super his, mangled. It looks like it looks like he got caught then the rocks folded on top of it. Because how did his foot fit in that way? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. But presumably he's dead. We only have a few minutes left, so... um uh, do we I have a, did, so I did want to definitely get to. Do we have a few minutes in the booth if we if we go over or no? Let me know. Uh, okay. Do you cool. have a few minutes? I got. Yeah, we got five minutes. Let's, let's do, do five, let's do minutes. five more minutes. But I definitely want to hear a sound clip number. Oh 10, shit! We skipped a bunch because this is this is the sound clip that drew me to watch the movie in the first place. Yeah. Um, this is when she calls Kenneth. Yeah. And he's in Kenneth the house. is in the father's house. Yep. And she calls him. And she says this. You can tell me right now why you sold me out and what you're into with Studer. Or you can tell me in ten minutes when I have my hands around your throat. So fuck. <laughs> we forgot to mention the world's slowest car chase through the through the woods in the snow. Yeah. Where they bat where he right after the young teenager gets done saying, Hey, you're a really good driver, uh, a deer smashes in they, the car. They back into a deer. Somehow. And can we play clip number eight? 
Oh my god, there's a deer in the car. <laughs> oh my god, there's a deer in the car. But as you would react, if if you would, he just bought this car. Yeah. He was afraid of scratches, and then the next worst thing is, oh my god, there's a deer oh, in the car. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. His character is so useless. He does a fine job, but he's useless. Let's play clip number nine since we're running out of time. Look, an innocent civilian will be killed if you do not hey, listen to me. Wonder Woman, you said your piece. Now sit back and shut up. Uh, this is actually the prequel to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gina Carano, at one point, they were people were like trying to vote for her to be Wonder Woman. Interesting. I think she'd be badass, but I think uh, they Gal made a good Gadot, decision. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. She, her acting in Wonder Woman. I personally she's, thought the woman who I ran into on Hollywood Boulevard would have done, done a fantastic job, job not having had seen the film. Can we play clip number eleven? This is when. Uh, oh, and also by the way, Ewan McGregor after she kills everybody in the house. Just kind of hangs at the bottom and looks up for a while. Well. Hoping that she doesn't see him? I guess. He, he made some questionable decisions <laughs> Mainly just running away yeah. and <laughs> trying to climb up a rock. Right. Can we play clip number 11? You better run. <laughs> well, she says that to no one. You know, uh, that's how my um, track coach in, in high school, she mm-hmm. used to, to kind of like get us going like that. Like just kind of, it was weirdly seductive, but also tough. Mm. And it just really worked with teenage boys. Yeah. So she just, you know, we get there up at the at the starting line. Yeah. That's what you call it. Yep. Yeah. And, and she would just look at us and go, you better run. That was fake news. I've, that, never, I've never run track before, guys. <laughs> that was an alternative fact. Um, so I've heard that, you know, after the election, yeah. um, Hillary Clinton sort of disappeared for a while yeah. and, like, took some her time. Her time, yeah. Um, but from what I understand, she has above her mirror 2020, a sign that says 2020, and she touches it every morning, and she looks straight into the mirror, and she says, You better so good. So good. I think we forgot one fight scene. So since we have like 30 seconds left, let's go back to that fight scene where, um, oh God, it was number three, I think. We didn't do the cops one. No. Can we find number three that I sent you? I know. I'm totally just throwing us under the bus here as we have. Second. Here we go. Yes. This one is so good. So the, the SWAT team just show up in every building she's running. She's running across all these rooftops in jazzy format. Then she goes into a dry cleaner, as you would. And uh, watch her dismantle these two heavily trained SWAT team members in 30 seconds. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here comes my favorite. <laughs> Strangles him with his own gun. <laughs> Just whoops him down. Yep. Jesus. Oh, These people have helmets on, and she's just taking free Roundhouse shots. kick to the face, and then there's that jazzy riff. There we go. So oh, I yes. have found the key to fighting two people is to disable one of them just long enough to be able to disable the other, you and do. then just go and back and you forth. You get into a lot of two per, two it's versus one fights. Two on one fights. It's sort of you're super tough. My man. mo. Yeah. My my mo is running up rocks nearby, like you and McGregor. That's what I do. That's, I just look for the nearest unclimbable rock, <laughs> <laughs> and I go for it. The closest sheer surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just keep slipping off of it. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, GMP fans around the world, we've been talking Haywire this week. We hope you liked our random format of showing you the fight scenes because it's just better to show these than to talk about this one. This one it worked. And yeah. I'd love to know what you thought about Haywire. Do you think Gina Carano would make a good Wonder Woman? What do you think of Wonder Woman? Please geek out with me about that because I'm I'm obsessed with that and my wife is really tired of hearing me talk about it. Um, and uh, we don't know what we're doing yet, next week yet, but I'm gonna. 
going to let Jesse pick it because I have forced him to watch several movies now. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. Jesse, where Stay can they tuned. find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. Uh, for Sketch, check us out at The Prom Losers. All right. You can find me at The Ben Begley on the Instagram and the Twitter sphere. And at Guilty Movie Guys is us. So follow us. We, uh, we paid for another 35 bots. So those should start being nice. real active soon. Uh, <laughs> We have less bots than the president, though. They- hey <laughs> And also, at Funhouse Massacre, uh, for Funhouse Massacre, you can check that out on Showtime On Demand now. And uh, we got some other cool stuff in the mix coming out. A few short films that are in post-production now, so I'm excited to share those with you very soon. Star Wars Destroyer is out there as well. But mainly, next time... Make sure you follow us at Guilty Movie Guys. We're going to tell you what movie we're going to do and also start throwing some ideas at us. Uh, we love your ideas. We love taking your suggestions and rolling with them. Uh, there's been some great ones lately. And uh, I'm just petering out here. I have nothing else to say. So until next time, what is your Guilty Movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.